Tēnā tātou te whānau, nau mai hoki mai uh, ki tēnei terenga o Blockchain Navigator. Um, here with my tuakana, Pat McPhee. Um, and we're going to be talking about all sorts of things, decentralization, oh, wow. um, how we can en- engage with Web3, um, how we can en- engage in the NFT world, safety, all of these different kaupapa. Uh, engari tuatahi e te tuakana e mihi ana ki a koe, uh, maui hakawate i a koe i tēnei pō. It's, it's an honor to, to finally meet you. Uh, kanohi yeah. te kanohi as, as such. Um, it's crack up, hey, like first time you, you meet somebody face to face, it's just like this, like never talked before this. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go straight in, eh? Let's go straight in. Nah, but really appreciate you um, making the time at the Tuakana. I know you've got um, many kaupapa on the roll. Um, Manaki IO, like that's something that, that I definitely want to hear a little bit more about, plus all those other sort of smaller kaupapa coming out of it and the way that you're supporting our communities. Uh, it's it's awesome, bro. So, tēnei te mehi kia koe. Um, ki kaima taki taki. Um, if you haven't seen the bros videos yet, don't sleep. This fellow has been laying down <laughs> the knowledge, laying down the corridor for us to really, you know, keep aware um, and keep awake if we're stepping into this um, Web3 space. So, bro, to start us off, can you please just give us a little bit of a background, and kind of like what got you to where you are in this space, you know, engaging in this in this Web3 world? Cheer, mate. Everybody. I'm Pat McPhee. Yeah, wow, good to be here, bro. Thank you for the thank you for the introduction. Um, yeah, it's always strange to to meet someone for the first time in a, in a situation like this, and then to have a deeper, meaningful. But yeah, I'm into it, bro. I'm really into it. A um, little bit about my background. I guess my professional background and my journey to to, to where I am. Um, spent the best part of 25 years in, in media and film and television. And then um, as the sort of uh, internet came to prominence back in sort of 1995 and I was in production, I saw the convergence of these two technologies of, of, of content and the internet. And I sat there, first time that I'd ever been on the internet, I, I found this uh, hip hop site in America called Peeps International. And it's just text. It was just text, but it was written by people that were sitting in Brooklyn, and um, I love hip hop music, yeah. and so um, you know I read this stuff, and I, I read it like you know like a kid plays VR right now, like yeah. that's how I was taking it in. It was the it was a revelatory moment for me, and uh, at that point in time, I just thought, wow, you know, one day the stuff that we're doing um, in television is going to end up here, yeah, and um, you know, we're, and within a within a within a very few years. Uh, you saw the emergence of big platforms like um, Google and others, and then Google acquire YouTube. And then, you know, that was really um, the dawn of Web2, you know, that whole Google. And when it just became about more tech, more than text and serving people information, and it came about, it came, became about peer-to-peer connection. Um, that was the dawn of Web2. And then we saw YouTube emerge as a platform, and then we saw other social media platforms emerge. And, um, you know, it was cool to be in that space early and uh, applying what I'd learned in, in content production to then begin starting my own businesses, making making video content for, for brands and, and for other things. And it was actually through that, gosh, man, this is, I'm like 12, 13 years ago now um, that, I, that I first uh, uh, was introduced to a company called Zero. Um, back then it was a, a zero accounts. Yeah, zero right. accounting. 
I swear by zero. <laughs> I tell everyone who's in business, anyone who's an artist or whatever who's in business, go and get zero because it yeah, saved true. my skin so much. Babe. It should be zero. It should be zero in Henry now, but that's another yep. story for another day. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So uh, I actually started doing work with with zero, and they really liked the work that I did, and um, I kind of fell into a position where I had a little content company, and that content company became the 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 global agency for zero and we started producing all of their content Work around it. the world. Wicked. That's pretty and cool. Yeah, yeah. And so for five years as as zero grew for the first sort of yeah, five to seven years of its journey, um, I grew with them and as they went into different parts of the world, we went into different parts of the world with them, helped them tell their customer stories. And then um one day they said, Oh, we're gonna develop our own internal creative agency. And so we're not going to need you guys anymore. I was like, oh, hell. Sad so, guys. Yeah, sad guys. But um, so I thought, oh, no, I can't have that. So I told my business partner I was out and then um, had a bit of a restraint of trade and stuff. And so I ended up a year later um, inside of Zero, And I went into Zero, and um, myself and a couple of my buddies established the internal creative agency that we grew out to be 109 people around the world creating and leading brand brand narrative globally um, growing into five different regions simultaneously and that was an experience like no other it taught me a whole bunch about technology platforms that operate at scale and the difference between an application that's an application and an application that's a platform yeah. so a lot of people think about zero like it's a accounting platform app, yeah it, it's actually a system of record for awesome small business transaction that's what it is if yeah. you think about it what goes into what it actually is does. a very high percentage of every transaction that goes on in every business that uses it everywhere around the world and yeah. so it is by default the system of record for every transaction of small businesses that that operates inside of that and, and that gave me an understanding of um, the importance of platforms and the very fundamental role that they play in the establishment of new waves of technology so like zero was right on the forefront of SaaS and, and cloud-based accounting and, and all those types of things right so um i also got the benefit of uh of an incredible uh, education it's kind of like a university of zero where yeah. i had time because we're such big clients of the biggest platforms in the world i got to go and hang out in in, in google and youtube and facebook uh, in the us and and, and all around the world and uh, learn from those guys and and learn about platforms and, and learn about the approaches to scaling the things that they were doing and um yeah it was an incredible experience um Dude, you can't even for pay anything? for that yeah you, you couldn't no, pay you for that eh? if, if you wanted to go out and try and do that you, you wouldn't be able to no. have a course or anything it's only you know mahi te mahi ka, ka putanga hua. Aye, aye, bro and it was um it was but it was extremely demanding extremely yeah. demanding role i spent a good time of my a good amount of my time overseas because we had like teams in five regions six regions by the time i i left and um, it was exciting and it was mm. awesome to lead a global team and it's um you'll never get that experience with any other company here in in aotearoa um, but you know young family growing up and realized i was missing a bit and also inside of that i'm also thankful for the um the affinity that uh my time at zero helped me grow for um small businesses and an understanding that 
you know, a small business isn't just a business. It's, it's, it's like mana motu hake Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like you putting a stake in the ground for you want to live your life on your terms and do things your way. And it's outside of the, the traditional system. And, yeah. um, you know, as we talk about decentralization and systems and, you know, you know, operating outside of the system and like people that want to start their own business so they can just live life on their terms. Um, having that experience with zero lead me to that point where it was dope to be in a corporate where we had millions of customers and I was learning some incredible stuff, but I wanted to take that experience and make it real um, for my whānau, um, for, you know, my people, um, and, and really get down to the coal face of it. Because when you think about, um, you know, if we get into the conversation about equity and inequality and, um, you know, starting with less and in deficit, small business is an incredible mechanism to be able to hack that system and that's what that's what my whole life is about it's about the system rolled us the system will persist the system has persisted through countless iterations of government political parties wars <laughs> like you know yeah, doesn't uh, matter what mask it's wearing yeah, yeah it's, it just, it's still it just the same persists. Yeah. and now people are still on the wrong side of a lot of statistics right and mm. so um my movement the, and, the, and the mahi that my team and I are doing now um, with Manaki and um, with some of the programs that we're running, some of the work that we're doing with our partners, government and corporate partners, is is all about self-determination, really, bro. Yeah, it's, a- it's, 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 it's all about an understanding that the system will persist and it will persist in keeping us in deficit. And the only way to break that is, is to hack that is to mm. hack that system. And so we've started doing that. We've started doing that with Manaki. We, um, we've got a number of programs that we're running. We, we run a two, one, two, three cohorts now of a program called the Digital Doers Academy, um, which takes job seekers, people that yeah. are currently on the benefit and um, puts them into a super intense uh, 12 week curriculum, digital curriculum. That is what we think that anybody needs to know about digital for business. Yeah, and that at the end of it, I don't care who you are and what your background is. Um, you can be one of my cousins that's a gang member. You can be a smart dude from university. You can be a corporate entering back into the workforce after being laid off because of COVID. But you will have this level of capability to walk into any business and be the general digital uh, the, the the general digital person that that business needs. And so that is um, that program is going really really well. And what's cool about it is that. We don't just put people through education. As soon as they finish, we put them into paid internships. Yeah. And we currently, could... we, we have about a um, a 50% conversion rate on the latest cohort of people that have started the course. We had 100, and now there's 50 in work after it's, the internship. It's massive rates, bro. It's massive it's, rates. It's pretty good, bro. It's pretty good. But the thing is, like, a couple of things going on there, right? Um, very practically... Uh, um, you know, our people are overrepresented on the wrong side of the digital divide. Um, that's mm. because of access. That's because of understanding. That's because of education. But this program systematically, I don't care where you started at the end of the 12 weeks, you are across the digital divide. Yeah, so you're no can... longer on the wrong side. Systematic, yeah. like, yeah. you know, just yeah. do run the process. You're there. But then we get you into an internship. 
And then that internship converts into employment. And, um, you know, typically somebody that is, um, you know, an individual and receive an unemployment benefit on about 28000 a year. Well, the people that are going into jobs, um, they're, they're picking up entry-level jobs of about $58,000 a year. Wicked. So, so they're going into entry-level jobs, but these, this is not any entry-level job. This is an entry-level job in a future-relevant industry. This is in the industry of the future, not in the present or past industry. Yeah, they're and not going to so, get phased out. Um, you know, right. phased out right, or that, yeah. that job's no no longer relevant. These are actually yeah. jobs that are gonna kind of propel you forward into into what's coming in. Eh? Totally. And, and we know that when we increase the level of household income into a Maori family, we also have positive flow on effect to the well being of that farmer, the quality of the kai they eat, the quality of the health care that they get, the quality of the lifestyle that they live. Like all those flow on effects as a result of increasing their household income. And then the other thing is that we started Digital Doers because um, what we saw in the data from our platform is that like there's heaps of talk around uh, small businesses needing digital capability and not enough small businesses could reach their customers during COVID because of lockdowns and they weren't e-commerce capable. Yeah. But like with my pedigree in small business, what I know is that they're also, we are also so time poor. Yeah, and, and we're trying a... to do everything like like yeah. I'm the photographer, the marketing team, the accounting team, the, <laughs> the yeah. set up the office guy, the yeah, all of that, eh? Yeah, and now I'm gonna tell you that you have to set up all these cloud tools, you have to run all these different things. Like you have just to post like, oh. four times a day. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, oh yeah, you know, digital <clears throat> transformation. I'll just stick with what I'm doing. And it's because there's a lack of a person to come and help you do it. Yeah, And so yeah. that was the insight that we saw and we created these digital doers roles. And so now we have these people that are going into roles and, you know, the government, actually Google produced a report um, that by 2030, they estimate the value of the, um, the digital transformation of the small business economy to be worth about $6 billion per annum to yeah. Aotearoa. Yeah. And so if you don't have an implementer, then you don't have any digital transformation, bro. Yeah. And you don't and have so, any piece of that pie. And so if you look at it, number one, we're taking people off the benefit and getting them across the digital divide, getting them paid twice as what, much as what they were getting. Some people on six figures coming off of this program as well, bro, Work. which is mean. And then those people are leading the digital transformation. Yeah. To me, that equals Māori leading the digital transformation of the small business economy. Oh, man. And so that is like a, a total 20-week program where we've collapsed the value chain on what used to be a three-year freaking degree to yeah. get you into a job that's paying the same that you're going to get after three months as you would have got after three years when you're leading the digital transformation. And so, like, when we talk about how can we hack the system, how can mm -hmm. we – yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that, like, just one example. One example. Right. But So yeah. that, that's my life. That's what it's about, bro. I can totally hear that and, and hear that passion, that fire inside you to, to really help our people because, like you said – Man, just money aside, even just the ability to move into a job like this increases that self-esteem, increases that self-belief. It means that your kids will see you, oh, mama or papa's doing this job. I could do that job as well. You know, like, so there's way more um, to the bottom line than just just the cash. Absolutely, but the cash bro. itself also helps in all these different ways. One you, of the, you, um, can't, um, you can't be it if you can't see it, eh, bro? 
Exactly, Bo. And and me and my little brother, so both of us, we run our own businesses. And man, the bottom line isn't all about money. Like the money's good. Yep, cool. But actually, like for him, the ability to be home with his with his two boys as often as he is is a massive, yeah. you know, massive hua um that he wouldn't have been able to do if he was in, you know, some other nine to five. So it's yeah, that's a choice thing about the the small businesses um, and that rangatiratanga that you were talking about. Just bro, before uh, we move on, bro, I've got yeah. um, Tui asking, how can we tap into this? Like, like how, how can people get involved? Do you go out to them? Can they come into yeah. you? Or? Uh, the easiest way is just to go to uh, manaki.io or go download the Manaki app um, on uh, Which is a cool uh, app, by the way. Store. Thanks, yeah. bro. We've got to be where the people are at. And so... Um, uh, yeah, just go there, uh, join the community. Uh, you'll see a group called Digital Doers. You'll see a whole bunch of other groups. Like that's just one of um, maybe like a half a dozen programs. We just we're doing another program for Creative New Zealand. We're doing another program for Ministry of Pacific Peoples. Um, like it's, it's yeah, there's so many programs there. Like Manaki is the hack on on your rangatira tanga for, for for business. That's it's the hack. That's that's what we want it to be. So that's where you go. Go check it out, and then uh, yeah, we, we put out a call. Uh, the next call is uh, Digital Doers. I don't think we'll start again until about August September, um, mainly because it's growing so big, bro. That uh, it has to go to official tender now, even though we created it. Yeah, like we create it's all our IP, and then now it's like, oh, it's too big. It has to go to tender, which is fair enough because there's some government putia in there, but yeah, um, yeah still still a little bit weird. <laughs> one of those things they eh? centralized decentralized all of these sorts of conversations that are part of it a eh? hundred bro hundred so so let's just dive into that bro like when when you and i initially spoke you spoke about you know that decentralization and that sort of return of the rangatiratanga to us rather than to an outside governmental or whatever else the centralized corporate whatever else that entity is how does that actually um roll out what is that actually going to look like in this um web three you know like you talked about web one how how that worked you know basically pages with text and a few images web two we start getting connected connecting to each other and you know connecting all around the world with different types of content how does web three differ like um you know for those of us that don't really understand like i've got an idea but like how would you describe Web3 and how does that decentralization work for us on the ground? Yeah, I think you got to really understand what Web2 is, then you can understand what Web3 is. Eh? Let's go. And and, and so um, Web2 is the, the social era of the internet and it's about us being able to connect to, to each other. Um, but it's centralized because it takes place on someone else's platform. It takes place um, on one of the largest technology companies platforms in the world that along with um, being able to provide you with the benefits of connection and the things that they do through their apps also monetize your data and yeah. monetize you. And so when you think about it, you and I are the products of um, Web2. You know, we're the thing that, that they're selling. You, yeah. me. The stream, the fact that it's being restreamed onto other platforms, like yeah. right now, we're making the money. Our courier is making the money. 
the post yeah. in the lead up to this kōrero is making them money it's all centralized um and look that's been the uh, predominant model for all economies since probably the dawn of the industrial age or whatever right it's that somebody has the control and they <clears throat> control the flow of information they control the flow of data they control the flow of money they um, design and implement the systems based on what it is that they want and that's what web 2 is in a digital format and a lot it's of a lot of us think that oh, actually we're controlling the information that's going out there we we're, we're in control of that but actually once you see algorithms and whose information is put up in priority whose information is pushed down like all of those sorts of things you realize actually we're not that much in control and and it is you know this the centralized sort of system that's running it eh? yeah the greatest trick they played on us was that they made us believe that we had control mm. that that's the that's the trick that's the excuse my language but that's the mind fuck that they played on us yeah yeah that, that they made us believe that we have control and um you know they speak to some very base things inside of our human nature that makes us feel like we have control you know the desire to be seen the desire to look important the desire yeah. to get more likes the desire like all of that you yeah. know all those dopamine hits that yeah. they're hitting us with every time you, you know, get that's, a ding or a heart yeah 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 we say like you know go check out my instagram it ain't my Instagram. That's Instagram's Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> my account is Instagram's account. It's not yeah. my account. I'm just using their tool, chucking all my stuff up, and they're, and they're using it, right? And they're monetizing yeah. it. And so we, we are the product. And like what we need to be awake to is that like we don't, we don't actually have any control. Our control is to decouple, is to de-link, is to step yeah. away from all of that stuff. And... Um, you know, few of us are brave enough to do that, and we justify that through whatever reason we want to. That yeah, the work yeah. we're doing is important, or whatever it is. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's it's very hard. It's a very hard thing to do now, and so I, I think that's what people need to understand about Web two. Yeah. Um, what's exciting about Web three is that number one, if you're old like me, you got to see the pattern that Web two ran. Yeah. You got to see how Web2 emerged. You got to see how all those platforms like Zero, like Facebook, ran from day one to today. And if you think about 2004 as the dawn of Web2, and then the preceding years, what is it, 18 years now, the 18 years that happened post that is the age of Web2 and that 2021 was the dawn of web three all the answers for us and how we can participate in web three are actually in the patterns that emerged over web two and all the plays that you see running now the big platforms that are happening inside of web three are straight out of the web two playbook you know and so but the great differences and why i'm so pumped about um Web3 is that it exists on a decentralized blockchain. It's no longer existing on Facebook's platform. It, was, it exists in this chain that is like this human legit check that we all do yeah. to validate that all this thing, all this stuff is porno, that nobody's yeah. mucking around with it, that all those safety checks and all those anti-tampering checks that 
the centralized system says that it does on our behalf and the way that it manages but who knows? Data on the behalf by who actually knows yeah. um, is actually run by a network of humans. Yeah. You know, there's people there. There's people that are on the blockchain whose machines are doing that work to validate whatever it is, the data, whatever it is um, that exists on the blockchain, independent of massive systems like Facebook actually yeah. having their data centers. I don't even, have you been to the, any of those big data, like Amazon data center? No, very tell us. Bro, it's just like some matrix shit. It's just like, like just the hugest warehouses you've ever seen, just full of service. Yeah. Like, you know. And they're all storing like, our information, listening to our <laughs> quarter. The whole thing. Yeah. Like 50 Eden parks just full of data servers, bro. It's crazy. It's crazy. And so that's that's what Web2 is. But now that system has become distributed about a whole bunch of independent, a peer-to-peer network of people that are doing that work, systems that are, that are doing that work. That means that there's no longer that centralization of power, right? Yeah. And, and, and that and is just like... Also, if one computer goes down, it's all right because it's verified on all the others. If, if, like, if a centralized server goes down, that whole platform, that whole system is done. You know, like those those times, well, whether or whether that's what happened or not. But when Facebook went down or when Twitter went down at different times, that's that centralized server. But if this is blockchain, even if half of the computers on the that side of the planet all go down. The other half yeah. on this side of the planet will yeah, hold pick it up. all of that information, pick it up, and we'll be able to continue with it. Eh? Yeah, and that 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 is um, that new system replacing that Web two system, and then what that enables is what I'm excited about, right? Mm. Because um, like it's a it's it's I was too young when Web two came around to take advantage. I didn't have enough experience. Um, I was too young. I didn't have enough money. I didn't have enough networks. I didn't have enough resources to participate in Web2 um, to be able to take full advantage of the Web2 opportunity. Because when Web2 was birthed, it was like green fields, bro. Yeah. It's like an even playing field. Yeah. And so now Web3 is here. It's even. The playing field is Yeah, we're starting again. Yeah. We're starting again, bro. It's like a quick reset issue though lots of issues but one of the issues is that it's moving so fast yeah it's moving so fast and so when we think about um, the opportunities for us as maori inside of web3 we need to think like that platform think that i was talking about yeah like at that very fundamental platform level of how we want to participate inside of the web3 space in my world, it's about address, addressing the inequality, right? Yeah, massive. That exists. And so how can we utilize Web3 to address some of the inequality, particularly, and for me, in my mahi, and, and in around the world of s- small business? Yeah. And because small business is, uh, is that rangatiratanga, is that self-determination. Um, and that's where... That's where my mind is at currently. That's where I'm um, angling all my business, all my resource, all my putia, all my energy 
into that because for me it's a it's a once in a lifetime opportunity and i'm not going to let it slip and i'm yeah. going to take everything that i've got and i'm going to throw everything at it to try and lay a foundation of the systemic shit that i want to change yeah, um, while i have a chance yeah so this is and like an all-in that's awesome and it's cool that you're you know having seen the web 2 um you know evolution like um emergence evolution and then getting us to where we are now now you're in a place where you understand um a lot of how it's going um and then you can engage it engage with it that way um one of the things that i'm really um, pumped about is that that we have this opportunity like you said it's this playing field where we can be early adopters now early adopters the, the, as an idea as a concept bro i'd love to hear your take on it like so alfano can really understand what difference does it make if you're an early adopter why would you want to be an early adopter um especially in this web3 yeah um yeah that's a that's an interesting one actually bro because i think we need a waka full of early adopters but we don't want all our people to be early adopters because early adopter is also pain, bleeding edge. Guinea pig. You, like, yeah, bro. <laughs> like you, you, you gotta be able to, to ride with the failures yeah. and you gotta be able to take the ups and the downs. You gotta understand that what you're doing as an early adopter is paving the way for the early majority. And so mm. I want our people to be the early majority. Kilda. And I nice want people like us to be the early adopters so that we can lay the patterns and then we can do the work that our people can come and step into to most easily take advantage of the opportunity. Because what we see is it's the wild, wild west, yeah. right? Like early adopter means where did my NFT go from my wallet? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I got hacked. <laughs> yeah. NFTs like where's my crypto? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that—that's NFT, bro. I mean, I, that's early adopter. Sorry, that's early. I adopter. love that analogy, and 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 that makes me think of like you know, tato hikinga moinga Hawaii, um, kupe, early adopter, Maui early adopter, Haere moata. They 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 came earlier. They kind of checked out the area. Um, they had to battle a fake. They had to you know they had to do overcome some of those bigger challenges before the hekinga nui before all of our other Aye. um whanau Aye. came could be already had laid um laid foundations look for this tohu when you get to there you'll know this is the place um you know that's yeah. that's the equivalent of one of us going okay now you need a meta mask <laughs> once you got the meta mask then you go to over here to easy crypto and you can buy your la 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 you know those sorts of tohu um yeah that that kupe laid down that maui laid down that you know that our tupuna laid down for us are those early adopter moves they went on those hard voyages they were hungry for ages until they found the place where the kai was they yeah. were thirsty until they found oh there's the there's the spring yeah you know that's where you get your water from and then the early majority i really like that distinction babe the early majority mm -hmm. are the ones who were able to come okay we already know they're that's where the fresh water is this is where yeah. the kai is um this is the safe place where we can set up our kainga um yeah. and you know because i've been kind of grouping them all in one eh? 
I've, uh, mm. the way I've been thinking about it has been like didn't have that distinction like I wanted us to be the early adopters because I also know early adopters and early majority we're the ones who get all the the gain yeah. um, you know it's a little bit harder at the start when you first get to your your new Hawaii it's a little bit harder but actually yeah. you get to um, reap all the rewards um, rather yeah. than being late and being the last guy, there's, there's that whakatauki, kai huare, that I love from um, Wharehuia. He was the one who told me that. Ah. You know, if you if you go early, then you'll you'll get a good feed of kai. If you go late to the whare kai, you can, <laughs> you can just chew on your own spit, you know, like you're not going to get any food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I love like, that, That's bro. a real cool distinction, bro. Yeah, the, the, the early adopters go before us, for us. And they yeah. pay the price for all of us, and 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 that's they, they set that up for us to come in because like it's all right to not be the early adopter. You just don't want to be the laggard, right? And yeah. the laggard is the other end. But like, I don't believe that um, we purposely ever want to be laggards. It's just the it's just the inequality and the deficit from which we're operating has forced us to start later. Mm -hmm. It's even evident in our businesses, to tell you the truth, bro. Yeah. Like you, you see um, so many of, uh, you know, um, non-Māori Pākehā small businesses, um, from day dot, they're more well-funded than Māori businesses. Yeah. Because, you know, they've got that generational um, family land or, you know, they've stacked up some assets and, and their parents go and get a loan for them to start their business. And... Uh, and you know they're off and they go buy some couple of million dollar manufacturing machines and they create some process lines like you know production lines and all of a sudden they've got you know they can get all the access to the stuff that they need yeah um but for us you know you see so many of us um we we we, we create businesses off our services of our skills of our of our wits hmm. because the unfortunate truth is the matter is that the a very small number of us have the ability to access the same types of capital that you know that Pākehā have access to just like this yeah. um and again that's about the system that's about the credit rating system that's about yeah, the that's banking about system going into a bank you know whānau Māori or whānau Pākehā go into a bank who do you think is going to get instant approval for a loan even if yeah. they make the same amount of money even if they you know yeah. have yeah. similar yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. those sorts of things. The system, there. there's, there's racism in the system, absolutely. That's yeah. what we're saying, eh? And so, you know, we see that. We see that already. And so, like, you know, I look at it, I look at the data, and it doesn't make me happy, but I look, I was like, so, so many um, Māori and also our Pacifica cousins as well, their businesses are mostly service-orientated, you know, and there's these trends of the types of things that are popular at different stages at different times whole bunch of people starting clothing labels, whole bunch of like, because it's a low barrier to entry, low capital entry yeah. point, because yeah. we don't have the same access to funds. But what's different now with with Web3 and the arrival of Web3 is that, um, and it's part of the reason probably that so, so many of our whānau have gravitated just towards some of these early NFT mints, say, is because like they get a sense, oh, there's something here. Yeah. And for some of them, oh, hang on, this sounds a bit like those multi-level marketing schemes that my cousin's trying to get me involved in. And some but of them like, are, to be honest. Some of, some of them, them are. are. Yeah, and some <laughs> of them are. Um, but, but 
um, we have a sense of it. We, are, we yeah. understand that fundamentally things have changed. We see that there are good opportunities here and we're diving in and that makes me happy and that makes me sad because that speaks to the lack that we have in our lives mm. and with the, the opportunity that we see that we want for our lives as well. And so, you know, that's why I'm just all about that. Do your own research. And like, I, yeah. you know, I wish we could educate everybody. And we have a program we can talk about later that we're going to launch shortly to help with that. Okay. Um, but like, it's like right now, that is that's a, it's a it's the oldest saying in the book, but knowledge is power. Yeah. And like, you know, but it's not like knowledge, like go to school for 10 years, go to university for five years. It's not that the new the new knowledge, like you can learn enough what you need to learn and 72 hours down the deep rabbit hole about Web3. And then you got these the deep rabbit holes there, my bro. <laughs> Super deep. Super yeah. deep, bro. And so and, and I guess the opportunity is there for us all. Yeah, and, and it's it's about being a little bit discerning about um what our own research is. Do your own research doesn't just mean look at other people's Instagram posts. It doesn't just mean um, you know, follow whatever the latest influencers saying on on Twitter. Like there are things that you need to kind of look into, look into the capability, look into who's behind it, what else have they done, those sorts of things, and kind of do a bit of cross-referencing. I think like one one danger that I see is that if we just have one source of truth, you know, um, and there's governments all around the world playing with a one source of truth, and that that just means that's just what they want you to know. They mean don't look over there, don't look over there. And so if a company is doing the same or if an influencer is doing the same, I am your one source of information for this thing that just come to me, then, you know, that instantly makes me go, oh, yeah, I better look at some other things. Eh? So like when you're talking about do your own research, bro, what do you mean? What do you mean? There's levels to do your own research, right? Yeah. The first level of do your own research is fundamentally understand how the system works. Right. Shit, I don't I'm even done. know that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, mate. Took you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. No, but say, say, say but, if but I like, so, where so, would so, I find so, out? I mean, like, I think it's like a, it's 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 about a self-guided journey, but it's also about the reliable sources. It's also about history. It's also about the patterns that have happened in the past. It's also about, you know, like if you, it's like learning your fucker papa, bro. Yeah, like yeah. you know, you you got to go all the way back. You go got to go all the way back to the advent of the blockchain, and the advent of crypto, and understand what these things mean and how these technologies work, and understand. I think importantly, first fundamental thing you need to get understanding of is what the underlying technology is enabling, mm. in a practical sense through these NFTs, through this next stage of technology, through VR, through the metaverse, whatever. Because if you're trying to spot a successful NFT based on, like you said, an influencer posts, or based on like you saw some data about a floor price, like you're gonna be separated from your money real quick, yeah. real quick. And so I think the first thing is to understand the role that this technology uh, plays and creating value. And if you can understand that thing, then you can begin to understand why you should invest in one project as opposed to another project. I started spending my money in crypto because crypto was made a mo more sense to me. 
because it yeah. wasn't speculative like nfts are speculative and that it's liquid if i have yeah. five eth i can go get my eth and i can swap it for cash yeah it's fungible and yeah <laughs> it's fungible yeah but if i've got an nft and i played one eth floor price i can't just go and cash my nft for one eth and flip it into cash i have to find somebody that has an equal value perspective about the value of that nft to pay me that one eth then i can get my money yeah and so i really like the liquidity that's inherent in crypto over nfts and like, like you bro when like um so i was i was um having a yarn with richie mills richie loves jp likes jpegs yeah yep. and check him out awesome as quarter awesome looking into um different projects oh no he's the one who got me into nfts oh, yeah. um as a photographer i was like in the lockdown i lost a lot of, a whole lot of jobs you know everything was just cancel 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 and then i was like shit we gotta find some other way of um, paying the rent so i heard about this nft thing and i'd seen what he had done and i was like oh yeah nah sweet i'll have a look at that so me and him had a bit of a one and we had a bit of a deep dive and yeah he gave me all sorts of good things to think about and so straight away uh, i went into okay let's set up an open sea let's mint a couple of um nfts and we managed to sell a few of my photos I was like choice mean but then i was like shit i don't understand the ecosystem that this is built on so i went on my own rabbit hole like you said went into um into learning about crypto um about cryptocurrencies and i'm lucky i had a couple of tuakana in the space one of my bros zane from over overseas the crow nation oh, yeah. Yeah. um I did a lot of learning with with him and um, some of his bros, uh, anonymous back here. Um, yeah, a few few of the bros around here, um, and sort of they kind of pointed me. Okay, here's areas to look at. Here's here's things to learn from, and it was like like you said, that's what built my foundation. That's how I understand kind of what how, what is blockchain. How does a blockchain yeah. work? How do cryptocurrencies work? And I still like I'm no expert on on anything. I still don't know what um, you know how to read tokenomics or how to you know like those those sorts of things. I'm still really um, fresh in the space. But I guess that's what I'm trying to do with these is you know these blockchain navigator yarns is is to have us have these conversations so we can all kind of learn together. Um, yeah. And I know you've got a piece of the pie, like a, a piece of the puzzle that I don't have and that the last three or four people that I talked yeah, to don't, different don't have. And so all of us kind of bringing our different um, koi into this wānanga, we can have a big yeah. hākari together and, you know, kind of grow. But like building that sort of wider understanding, like not just mm. going in, okay, I'm all about NFTs. What about blockchain? What about what NFTs are built on? Uh, what exactly. about the cryptocurrencies that you use in order to buy your nfts um, yeah. those sorts of things so that was your start as well eh like yeah that was my crypto? start and, and then it was i um i'm just fortunate so i've just paid some high price consultants to teach me some stuff <laughs> right that's on to it <laughs> yeah just found the best starter that i could and like you know paid for some expensive programs and you know paid some people that knew some stuff that like you know that were giving advice to um other very large corporate organizations because you know in, in a position to do that and that was with um my intent to understand how we could begin to explore and design the types of um 
um, dApps and you know the next level of utility that would serve the purpose that we wanted to, to serve yeah and so that that was me and then um yeah nfts were kind of the natural progression but like i don't know bro when i started i must have had like I think the most I had was maybe I was in like 120 discords or something. Yeah, which which is mental. Like, yeah, the, I'm just the like, uh... awesome, but actually really overwhelming at the same time. And, you know, the amount of information, the amount of, well, there's also the information in between all the, all the noise. Like there's yeah. so much noise and a lot of discords, especially for projects where you have to grind to get on the whitelist. Yeah. That, you know, that, that culture of you got to grind to get on the whitelist creates a whole lot of noise. Yeah. Um, people that are pretending to be active until they get on the whitelist or not. Um, yeah. You know, well, people like week. me that are paying people to grind for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's a, that's a whole other thing. But then if you're trying to learn in that space and there's a whole lot of grinding going on, yeah, how do you actually pull out the the real information? Um, that's Which is why like, I was. That, that's why I was in so many discords, bro yeah you know so how did you do it because that's overwhelming eh? um i kind of just a bit of a geek to be honest bro yeah just i just love to nerd out on that stuff talents, bro. just data and patterns i love eh, bro yeah and um even the grinding like i love i love it i know it creates something but i understand what it creates and i'm going to use it and i like i look at it and i look at it as an example example of human behavior and mm. gamification and i look at it at um, what's motivating people and it, it always kind of baffled me early on that you know a server could have 150,000 people in it and potentially you know there's a hundred thousand people in there that are willing to drop three grand on yeah. an nft that, like, a property that didn't even exist like a, a thing that didn't really even exist a year ago and those people are all new to it and I was like, where have all these people been hanging out with all of this money <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> ready to yeah. drop it? And so I just look at that and I go, and, and so there's just a lot of learning, bro. And and then once you establish, like, I think there's maybe maybe eight or nine base patterns that I've yeah. seen across like hundreds of discords that they just that they just all follow. What's, and that's what's me the um like you said like like so there's the there's the grind pattern yeah there's the oh there's some really interesting new patterns coming that came in the dip bro yeah. when when um you know we went from this time when when mints were completely selling out to all of a sudden like from uh march the 7th march the 7th or march the 8th um uh nobody's no one's selling out anymore yeah and then all of a sudden you had all these collections and i just saw them in my ic tools like all these collections ten thousand only minted three thousand five thousand only minted xyz number and um it forced all of these people to deal with a different situation that they'd never dealt with and never foresaw themselves dealing with before yeah and like how they responded yeah when you mint out then the demand for any you know you get that quick flip ability yeah. if you don't yeah. mint out that's completely taken off the table eh? yeah I mean, you get, and you get like, some but why would i buy your flip when i can just go and mint it for 1.3 yeah, yeah. and, and yeah, you're trying yeah. to or at least at the floor price or whatever yeah yeah and so that so there's like and some people did it well like some people recovered from it well some did not some hoisted the white flag but it's interesting to see the patterns emerge of how people 
um, dealt with that issue, how they use communication and engagement to turn it around mm. and to um, actually the fact that they didn't mint out, use that as a catalyst to motivate their existing community to get behind the project even more yeah. or uh, like people dealing with the reality that they don't have the money to deliver on the roadmap that they said they were going to deliver on. And so how they manage that. And so there's all these, like there's constantly patterns evolving, bro. And so I'm a, kind of like a student of as many of those as possible and just have my little spreadsheet and go, these are the characteristics of this one. These are the characteristics of that one. And then that's kind of like my playbook for Discord that I share with, um, yeah, whoever. <laughs> How do I get on that course, please? <laughs> come and join your one. Yeah. Well, this is what the early adopter mahi is, bro. Yeah. Yeah. This is the early adopter mahi because well, I'm not looking I'm not, for the like, water. It's looking for the kai. It's bro, looking for the safe places to live. Hundred. Yeah. It was like, so this is the pathway to get to the fresh water, you know? Just, mm. that's how you get there and so like this is that's that's what i really believe because our purpose is is that right yeah. is is that self-determination for you your whanau uh, your hapu your iwi through through being able to generate that income for your family and um and your community and and the economy that it supports inside of your community your your city your town whatever um and so yeah so what we're doing now is systematically myself my team in the NFT space for the early majority is systematically mapping out the patterns that we see so that we can create the program that just goes, okay, Fano, here's like the sum total of everything we know that's a current truth right up till um till yesterday. the first of May. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and whatever it is. And that's how we can, you know, that's how we can better equip our our family, our, our people to practically participate. But that is different from the strategic work that we're doing. Mm. The strategic work that like, like that's the educational work to get us ready to be able to go and do the things that we want to do as just as individuals or as a collective. The strategic work that we're doing inside of our business is about how do we use something like a DAO to address the access to capital issues that indigenous small businesses have yeah like, can you explain it down for any of our whanau that don't understand i'll have a go no so, a DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization i feel slightly wanky every time i say that because i like saying it but, but <laughs> I know, I know, I know, no one really understands what it means but it sounds good um but yeah, it also sounds wanky and, and, and essentially um what a DAO is is a, it's it's kind of like a membership to a club if, yeah. if I could explain it, um, and that um, to get uh, entry to the club, um, you purchase the club membership, and that membership typically comes in the form of a token, and the token that you hold gives you the ability to uh, vote on how all of the tokens in the community that form this thing called a treasury, just like a bank has a treasury, just like economies have a treasury, yeah. how that money is distributed across different projects that happen inside of that DAO. And so when so we think means, about that means there's no one person making a decision on where everything goes. So if um say those tokens that he's talking about could either be a cryptocurrency or it could yeah. be an NFT, say. And so everyone that owns this NFT, <clears throat> this Manaki NFT, um 
now can control and we've all put our money in to buy this manaki nft so all our money is sitting in that pot and now we as the holders of these manaki nfts can um sort of set a direction or make decisions about where all that putia all that capital is going um absolutely on like so we can choose if there are four different um projects that um pets you know piloting right now and we decide okay we want to go all in on this project and the whole community everyone who holds a token you know votes on that let's go into um, project number three then that's where the that's where the put there goes that's the kind of right. ability of a dao eh, and it's decentralized right yeah. that's the thing like, like you said at the beginning it's not any one person has the power it's completely decentralized and it's the community that decides um where that where that money goes to and so we think about that as um uh, our people have a lack of access to well there's a lack of access to capital um you know like, like i talked about before and we think about well what 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 could we do to establish a, a 30 million dollar treasury that's set up specifically to fund maori micro business across aotearoa mm. that's not the bank that doesn't come with that credit criteria that or doesn't that come with that yeah that racism or that grumpy bank manager or whatever the hell it is yeah and so <clears throat> you know just 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 one just one thing that we're thinking about or like um how do we create nfts that actually have meaningful in real life utility that are going to help benefit the health and well-being of maori whanau like so we're strategically insist we're thinking about those system things yeah while we're doing the work of um education um yeah education and getting the the early majority ready because like to go back to what to what you said this is about um this is about us grabbing the opportunity to really take hold of our future and what we want and dictate it on our terms and for me it's about addressing a lot of that financial inequality and access to funding that that could otherwise enable young maori creatives um you know anybody anybody that wants to start a small business anyone that wants to go overseas and pursue film study or take photos or whatever the case may be yeah. like what is it that you want to be and achieve in your life and why don't we have a system that enables each individual to be able to go out and have the best crack at doing that yeah and so like that's the a kind of yeah, yeah that's, totally decentralized. It's massive, and then so the community can decide on, say, the criteria what it would take for you to be able to get one of these loans um, from this decentral from this DAO, um, and then if you wanted to use that as your startup capital or something like that. So rather yeah. than having to jump the hoops of of the bank, it can be something that the community decides. Absolutely, like there's just so many things that we we can begin to think about and begin to you know like the education system's fucked yeah you know it's and not so teaching like, us for tomorrow eh? it's teaching us for for last year <laughs> what what, what like so what, what if every every one of our kids like you know early on we spent a whole bunch of time identifying what their natural gifting talents you know inclinations proclivities were and yeah. that from a certain point in time um when we knew enough about them and their parents and the parents involved in the process and the child was understanding what the process was that that from that point forward that they had a, a design for their life that was based mm -hmm. on who they wanted to be 
and there was nobody, nobody telling them that they had to fit inside of a system and get educated this way or do this or do that. Like, if you want to go play the trombone at the top of the Empire State Building for a living, sounds a little bit whimsical, but like, you know, if that's it, then that's it. Probably a really bad example, but you know what I mean? If we could, yeah. if we could purposefully design the pathway for each child based on that child's gifting, like, like the, that's what the, yeah, yeah, back in the day, hey, they'd be Aye. watching the kids, you know, does this kid spend all its time down at the down at the moana or do they spend all their yeah, time in the mar? The mar or are they yeah, always yeah. making things building things okay how do we grow and develop those those skills learning how to learn bro like yeah that, that's the skill that we really need um our education system to to be teaching is learning how to learn so that you know in this world where things are changing so much knowing okay how do i find information okay sweet now i've got this information how do i ingest it look at it cross-reference it does this make sense is it you know like does it sit right with me does it not sit right with me how do we have those kind of um whakaro being being um taught to our our kids um so that they can like like you're saying this this example of um digital doers they can go in, they can learn intensive, boom, 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 and then come out and then they've got a direction. Like with me, you know, going in, okay, so I, I want to get into NFTs, but first I have to learn about um, crypto because otherwise how does NFTs work? Okay, so I'm going to go and do that. And knowing, um, you know, I've got my tuakana in the space, people like you, people like Richie, people who I like look up to and, and value your opinions. I, I know it's coming from a place of, um of one education and experience but two a good you know a good narco you know it's not just what's in it for you it's actually okay we're, we're trying to help our people move together that collective way so i'm going okay sweet so that's how i'm looking at information say that you're putting out or that's how i hope that you know people are looking at information that i'm putting out i'm not okay. doing it because i'm shilling a project that I'm in and I want to make game personally for. <laughs> yeah, I do yeah. want to tell you guys my NFTs at some point. <laughs> what I'm doing, but it's not, that's not what it's all about, you know? It's, yeah, it's, there's, a, there's a risk that we take a very narrow view of what Web3 is, Yeah, right? Because, like, if you came into this conversation thinking that um, you were, we're going to be talking about NFTs because NFTs is Web3, well, we've just talked about education. We've just talked about economics. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and we've community talked about financial building. systems. Yeah. Community like learning. Like, yeah. so yeah, web three is not that very narrow view of what you think it's going to be. And like our Tupuna did, and they just went out and they, you know, they, they, they took in everything. They took in the whole picture. Yeah. Like understand where stuff is going. It's, it's that. It's that stage that we're at now, and that's what why I'm so excited, bro. Because it's like I, I, my, my boys, Kaiapo uh, done at um, my my boys Kura, and uh, I've been talking to him because he's a really smart guy, and we've been talking about um, how our Tamariki just suffered during lockdown because like nobody was ready for online learning, yeah. and our kids' schooling just suffered for two years. And I felt bad for giving my kids a growling because they're sitting over here, got the Zoom open, got the cameras off, and they're playing on the Fortnite on the computer screen behind. Because <laughs> that's, that's what school was. But I'm talking <clears throat> to, um, yeah, the kayako at the school, and I'm like, how can we, 
how can we create a metaverse for our kids where where um where that remote learning is actually better than in the classroom yeah how do we create virtual worlds where yeah rich um, experience yeah 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 also though but like where we're not under-resourced because multi medium education is under-resourced but yeah. if you think about the digital world like in the metaverse if i want to teach kids music i only have to create one virtual piano keyboard that one keyboard because it's a digital instrument can, can exist an infinite amount of times yeah. for the cost of one so why do we have to have a resource shortage in the metaverse there's no resource shortage there's nothing yeah. Yeah. we can have a class that's better than stanford or harvard or any of those places for our mm. tamariki and our kurakaupapa if yeah. we build the types of virtual environments and have the types of um, resources digital resources that you create once then the like scarcity of resource becomes a thing of the past and that begins to address inequality inside of education and access to resources for our tamariki. And so I'm like, oh, that's, mm. that's the Web3 opportunity. The Web3 yep. opportunity is not like Web2 where um, the coder was the creator. Yeah. And the person that wrote code. Web3, the creative is the creator. The yep. person that's going to mold the virtual worlds, that's creating the NFTs, the actual creator is the is the person that's creating the unit of transaction for web three not the coder not the dude that knows maths and science and computer science and so that's another massive opportunity because we are naturally creatively inclined so why can't we just like a generation of kids that learn te reo maori through kura kaupapa and kohanga reo why can't we purposely lead a new generation of our kids that are instilled with the culture and the knowledge and the tikanga and know everything but then also have this added advantage that they're yeah. the creators of the Web3 world. Yeah. And laying our, our cultural foundation, eh? going back to what Anonymous said to me as early adopters, as these kupe <laughs> going out there, you know, we're the ones that have to lay that cultural foundation because otherwise all our kids, they are going to end up in on, on Web3. They are going to end up in the metaverse already. Half of them are already, yeah, already. there. Um, yeah, already. And so how do we make sure that you know our, our cultural our, our tikanga our ways of being with each other that kind of collective everyone looking after e each other you know because it can be a whole lot of trolls and it can be a whole lot of individualistic people who are just what's in it for me um yeah. so like how do we create those those cultures within the space and yeah. oh man just hearing what you're saying about you know resource shortage even you know we know there's a whole lot of kura that are, are smaller that only have a few teachers and we're already seeing um sort of remote learning or like one kura will have a, a extra science teacher or something like that the other kura doesn't have a science teacher so these two kura are connecting and kind of sharing that teacher um and at the moment it's on zoom and it's um, at the moment it's through teleconferencing but what happens when you can go into uh, a metaverse classroom and suddenly like my experience when i step in there <clears throat> me one-on-one -on -one with the teacher but actually there's heaps of us in there from all over the country and we're all in there um those sorts of ways of getting together when we can't get together um even things like this eh? you know like the ability for us to have this yarn now and there's the people that are watching now that are listening now but actually people are going to be able to reach into this 
you know, grab out what's good for them, grab out the matauranga that's good for them, and then, you know, take that. So, yeah, no, there's there's a whole lot more, and that's that's kind of why I started it, you know, when, when I started these yarns, it was wānanga NFT. I quickly noticed and then took out the NFT that it's, you know, this is blockchain navigators. Mm-hmm. These are these kopapa are a lot bigger than just selling and buying an NFT. It's actually, you know, how do we engage with it for for all of these different areas? Education. I'm going to be talking to someone about whakapapa. How do we hold whakapapa in this space? So it's safe, so it's accessible, so it's, you know, um, so it's cross-referenced. All of those sorts of things. Like the, the possibilities are massive, eh? They are massive, yeah. And, and we need to we need to take hold of them yeah. you know um we need to do things like this um but we need to make sure that this isn't all we do like you know we need to follow this up with massive consistent action to take hold of the things that we want to take hold of um and as early adopters and this is my widow to every early adopter who understands the role of kupe inside of the space is that um you know we gotta we we gotta understand the law of sacrifice we gotta understand what it's going to cost us and then we gotta pay the price and and in doing that we've served our purpose that uh, that's my belief anyway but we need to do stuff and even if it's little and even if you're attempting to do huge stuff too but um i think we should never for never be afraid to 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 give huge things a punt you know yeah. Like somebody, please listen to this, and then go off and create that metaverse for our tamariki. Like yeah. go out, go out and do that. Let's not just have a wananga about it to the cows come in, and then some other fella does it. <laughs> well, does it we never, we never found another Hawaii by sitting on that same island that we were, you know, before. Totally, bro. And there's so many just, you know, our our papas and our so rich with real great examples of. Um, our tupuna that did all those amazing things and let's fucking breathe it in bro and let's be ready yeah, yeah. bro <laughs> straight up so so straight up you know in all these infinite possibilities and stuff where are the spaces you know because I'm, I'm really hearing you and what you're saying about you're seeing patterns you know you're watching patterns you watch patterns um develop over web two and you can see what's starting to happen over web three what are some of the areas that you reckon it'd be good for us to kind of put our attention and intention uh, into? You know, like at the moment, the, the the playing field's open and there's a million possibilities, a billion possibilities. But what are some areas that you can see as emerging patterns or things that we should kind of start looking out for or start um, thinking about? Um, like most Māori Burra, I, I think that... Um, we should we should begin with our future generations in mind and uh so for me that's about that educational space and that's probably why about 65 percent of my resource time and money is going into education programs right now okay. and um because yeah i'm not just talking about that stuff i'm doing that stuff yeah yeah so education definitely um first and foremost uh, for our kids that's that's the first thing and um then then i think about uh the financial system 
And I just think at how disadvantaged we are um, because of the lack of putia that we, we have to be able to live a good standard of life and, you know, let alone dream and aspire to do something beyond go to mahi, come home, look after our tummy, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's hard to be creative and think of something out there when you're just having to deal with what's happening right here, right now. Yeah, and we're so all inherently, um, we have so many incredible inherent talents and traits, uh, more than any NFT traits. Like, where's Māori so yeah. much richer than any NFT trait? Yeah. And so uh, I think about, um, you know, uh, the financial system is a big one for me. And so... Yeah. I think about access to capital and funding for people that are on a small business journey and getting more Māori into small business, like any kind of small business. Yeah. But like, you know, to me, there's just like all of a sudden in the last year, there's probably 10,000 Māori, maybe a bit less, that became NFT traders that weren't before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some, it's some number like that. So yeah. how do we help them win? But yeah. also, you know, the bro that's good with his hands and is a really talented chippy, like, you know, how do we get him the access to capital so he can go out and pitch for some of these big jobs where kind of order aren't delivering or something like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but that's about finance. That's about finance. So I'm really interested in how we create treasury um, that will enable um, Māori with aspirations to be in business to get access to the best education because we just talked about education and yeah. the best resources, the best networks and the money. Yeah. And the money. Like if we could match the money to the passion and the intent of a Māori entrepreneur. And the abilities, man, huge. But And, yeah. and I think the, the other real key thing when you're talking about money is that financial literacy, eh? Is totally. let's have those conversations about money. For ages, money has not been a topic of conversation in Māori households in general, as a, as a generalisation, whereas it often is in, in Pākehā, Tawiwi, um, whānau. You know, people talk about money. People talk about how to manage it, like how to understand it. I know, like, coming into this crypto space, bro, it's it's like now I know, like, I didn't know fiat money was fiat money. I didn't understand well, really fiat what was it was. a car, a little European yeah, yeah, car. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know what inflation meant really other than shit is getting more expensive. I didn't understand why and how. And so through going into this, this, this world, I'm going, whoa. And that financial education, that financial literacy, like I really mihi to like whānau futures, the hidden figures, yeah, some totally. of our whānau out there who are, um, you know, consistently um, helping with educating our whānau, encouraging, totally. supporting our whānau, you know, to get off those laybys, those um, afterpays and Buy things now, like pay that. later, yeah. Yeah, yep. all, all of that, you know, like, because those are all hooks that have got us stuck yeah they're also symptomatic of a lack of personal wealth in your life and the initial capital that you're talking about and and the inequality that has existed in our whanau for generations that means we've always been in deficit the reason yeah. we don't talk about money part of it bro is because we never had any yeah yeah uh, to, and the that people was that by design talking, yeah and, and the people that design. are talking about money are talking about money because they got plenty of money to think about investment but yeah. when you only got money to buy kai and pay the rent and the hope the power stays on mihi to the bros from no Ra, by the way winter sure. coming and they're doing incredible mahi um but like when you only got that money well there's no kōrero about investment bro 
the investment yeah. is the TAB or the lotto. Yeah, with the hope that you can get ahead of where you currently are right now, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that and financial, as you say, that financial literacy is is incredible. Cordial that you know, yeah, I'm ahead to those guys as well because that's those are the conversations that we need to like those wealth creation and understanding money and how money works. So that's incredibly important. And so if you understand that, you know, and you understand how that system works, you have an opportunity. But then because of who you are and your and your nationality, your culture, your race, you're still disadvantaged. And that's the part that the access to the capital is yeah. the part that needs to fundamentally change. <sighs> yeah. That's huge, bro. That's a that's a huge space. So like when you're talking about, you know, you you guys have got so many different copapa going. Um, you know, like you guys are doing those those small business grants and stuff. Can you tell us a little bit more about those? <laughs> Yeah, we wanted um, initially us. We we started some small business grants just in in response to um, the very genuine pleas we were receiving every day from thousands of um, New Zealanders that needed help throughout the lockdown. And um, what we wanted to do was like we only we knew that we could only do so much financially but we knew that in the power of the community there were people that could help these people that were having a real hard time through it all yeah and so um we used the cash as a hook to get people into the community to connect to other people in the connect spirit them. of manakitanga yeah, yeah that would be there to help them through it and so yeah we gave away a hundred thousand bucks of our own money in the last year solid bro massive yeah, I mean, they talk about giving away some hundred thousand bucks for a giveaway for an NFT. Like we just, you know, we're giving yeah. away the money to create some meaning inside of um, people's lives and, and connection. So, so we've done that. We've done that for Pakihi Maori, um, and that's not that. just money. Eh? You've given away the money, but no. it's also the money and the support that's going with it. The community. Bro, we've we've given away five times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's way five more to ten just... times the value of that. Yeah. If you talk to any of the recipients, they'll, they'll they'll talk to you about it, and actually, so proud to see um, Israel and the No Might Our Boys because we've been big supporters of their Kopapa for a long time, and to see Iz get that recognition—not that it means a lot to him—like he's like, sweet, cool. Now more people will listen to me, and we can get more people to help more people to pay their power bills so that the farmer don't get their power cut off in the winter. Yeah, means yeah. to an end. And like, yeah, I'm down with that, bro. And Check so, out No Might I to fund it. Yeah, so we've been doing. We've been doing those grants with the effort to, to help people to get them on the platform. Right now, we're sitting about 6,000 businesses inside of the Manaki at small businesses, yeah. um, which is a good number, which is a good number. They represent a decent chunk of GDP when they're all humming. And yeah. so, um, yeah, our, our job now is to, is to scale what we're doing, those hacks for small business and for self-determination um, to more, to more and more people. So, uh, We'll do more for Pākehi Māori this year. We'll do um, grants for wahine. Uh, we'll do grants for uh, entrepreneurs with disabilities. Um, we're going up into Papua New Guinea uh, in the second half of this year to deliver our first digital doers um, to, okay. to the Milne Bay, Milne Bay Small Business Association. We're working with Shopify Global and uh, their Indigenous group and UNESCO to deliver um, e-commerce programs to um, micro small business wahine micro small business owners across the pacific in the late part of the awesome. year uh so yeah 
it's just yeah there's a there's where we contend every day to find the patterns to roll the system wherever it may exist for the benefit of our people first and foremost then indigenous people around the world so that's that's what we get up every day to do beautiful my boy and then so you know like there's there's your app there's the platform what is the best way for our whanau to actually engage with it? There's, there's being a member, oh, yeah, cool, I can join up. But beyond joining up, like how, what's the best case scenario for, say, I'm, I've joined up, what's the best yeah. way for me to engage with, with your platform to make sure I get the kind of most out of it and I can also yeah. give the most to it? Yeah, so um, we just introduced something that's new actually because what you have just pointed out was something that we think we can do a whole lot better and that's to guide people in so we've got these kairaranga now our weavers that uh, their purpose is to um to bring you in yeah and then um to have a cordial with you to actually go what do you need what are the biggest challenges that you have right now for your whanau for your business whatever the case may be and okay this is what we want you to do here's education yeah here's connection like you said you got this issue this issue this issue here's the expert there the expert there the expert there go talk to them yeah. and then here's the plan for you personally to be able to keep yourself accountable we'll keep you accountable to it and so the best way right now is to jump into the platform and then just come with your kit there full of i need help with this yeah and actually reach out eh? not just yeah. not just be lurking not just be looking but um and you and you get it you get a lot yeah, yeah yeah people are fucking my like it's, it's a big thing to come with your you know whatever your challenges are your issues are like not everybody wants to air that stuff no, and no. so that's yeah. what we kind of um <laughs> we recognize yeah. <laughs> so that's why we got these um these the, the mm. community leaders yeah those to come in and to help you through and so really highly personalized we know it's not scalable but we'll find a way to scale it yeah um if it means well, we have to hire thousands of people then that's a good problem also also took on a like that, totally. that's something that through through all of my mahi all of my life but it's actually all of my mahi as well I've worked with those tuakana systems so that you know the graduates of last year become the tuakana of this year you know to be able to help some of that help help someone else and if if someone's given of their time of their experience of their energy to help me then i'm real keen to pass it on to someone totally else true. to help pay for what i did so yeah, yeah, yeah. But not, not everybody scalable. has the same values as you bro <laughs> yeah no, so, so but, that's some of the reality of it that's some of the reality of it like you know, my expectation is that like oh yeah um five percent of people will be like and like the other 95 percent will give a shit and they'll be gone <laughs> <laughs> but i guess that that also comes down to the the culture that we build around today you know if if by our deeds you know if if this is how we roll like in the in the youth development co-papa that are um used to be involved with Tahotura, um Kotuia, we built that culture of you actually want to become a tuakana if yeah. you know like you feel a bit stink if you don't come back and you be a tuakana <laughs> next year because it's such a it's a position of mana it's a position where totally. like people are looking up to you and you have this ability to to be able to give and support and and um afi and totoko, you know your your tainer mm. so um it becomes an aspirational thing so 
and that's 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 what's scalable if you build the culture and then um like people coming into the space you know want to aspire to i want to be like that i want to help someone else on their journey then that is infinitely scalable it is free (laughs) i mean you can you can resource it as as well and we did but it's also like that that ability i think you know like there's so many of the answers so many of the clues are embedded in our culture yeah it's it's in our ahurea it's it's in the way that we think about things that and that's that's what you know kind of gives us the edge the x factor that's that's our what is it usp unique selling proposition (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. you know is that stuff's embedded in the way that we think a lot of us think and i think it's about encouraging and and bringing out that that best you know that best within us um because we can go far we can really go far you know dude it's true bro it is our edge that's totally our edge I, and i love seeing it like it's it's becoming you know more and more embedded like you know our, our kids go to kura Papa, and that's the whole basis of the you know yeah. the, the teaching inside of there as well and so many of us also on our um our own journey with the real and the tikanga and and like we're learning why these concepts are more and more important to us so yeah, yeah, bro. Yep, nice. I feel it. <laughs> awesome. Hey, one one last kaupapa that that I know I'm I've been really enjoying um, the content that you've been putting out about you know don't sleep, what to look at, um, how to look at at projects. Before we wrap up, bro, I'm real keen to hear like what are some some sort of takeaways that if if people are looking at moving into the NFT space and the crypto space. What are things that they can do to keep themselves safe? Um, what are things that they can, you know, where are places that they can look to kind of get some legit information and, and you know, that do your own research? Um, yeah. What are some kind of principles that are good for them to think about, um, you know, in order to be able to navigate the space well? Like how, yeah. how can we, I guess, you know, you and me talking here, how can we help? equip our other kupe, our other navigators, our other early adopters who are mm-hmm. keen to step into the space, who are, man, I've made my sacrifices. I've, I've sent uh, 400 Phantom to the wrong wallet and it just disappeared. <laughs> you know, yeah, I've, I've paid my, right. um, my crypto tuition. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You know, yeah, like, yeah. How, how can we, um, yeah, what, what are some real, real kind of core gems that you've seen, you know, you've seen all the patterns, you've seen the mistakes people yeah, made. Uh, number one you just talked about it bro is go find the tuakana yeah for sure like surround yourself with people that know um that and it's easy it's easy like you know you find the sources you reach out to them um on their instagram or you know you just reach out and just have real conversations if you don't want to do that there's this thing called alpha groups and like you can just go into like any number of alpha groups um, and just look for them like you know search alpha groups on youtube or on google or whatever the case may be and um there are so many very knowledgeable people inside of those groups that uh if you find the right groups and like like there's good discords and there's bad discords but <laughs> yeah. like you know if you find the right groups and the right people and then just take some time to learn like don't be in a hurry because if you're in a hurry, then you're actually in a hurry to lose your money. Like that's that's the truth. So like the more conversations you can have with with legit people, people like if you're watching this, 
somebody should go like who should i you know who are the people locally that i should follow and they're like yeah and and just have those conversations that's the first thing like don't be in a rush don't let the desire or the perception to make heaps of cash off the nft flip get in the way of actually finding out how things work <laughs> <laughs> yeah otherwise um, your tuition will be expensive yeah and like you know the types of questions to ask because that's the most important thing is just like you know currently what are the projects that look like solid investments for a person that's just getting into the space to get into mm. you know and if you come across a project that you think that would be good for me as a first timer um to have a positive experience and could you please let me know like that it's just those type, types of questions and that that type of engagement like you have to engage that's the thing about nfts like when you buy an nft it's not like a customer um business relationship we're all investors and we're all partners in it and that's really really different and yeah. so you can actually find a lot of camaraderie in the right places in the right spaces so that's the first thing look for that right yeah um, and there's and there's examples of that like um eager beavers here in aotearoa so there's education that happens in that disc discord there's tuakana i see it all the time you know someone oh i'm struggling how to get eth into my wallet oh well here's a video how to do it here i'll help you um you know you you're getting that and that that i guess you could call it's not specifically an alpha group but you can yeah. get that alpha yeah. you can get that kura yeah. Hura, um yeah. happening in that community yeah and that's a good example of a pattern of a group that didn't mint out yeah but but have um, followed through and are yeah. delivering value to the community still you know what i mean yeah and so like that so another pattern that's a really good example of that pattern actually yeah so in so, 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 another um example of to me um good good values like i know with with riapo so with sons of zion kings and stan walker they could have just used their influencer power like they could have used the influence of power and just like kind of maxed out on that but actually i know um Riapo, they they made decisions not to um in order to grow the the, the actual um the values that their kopapa is carrying and um the the work that they wanted to do so when they didn't mint out like they could have been like oh no we didn't mint out but actually they were like no no that's good we're gonna do our mahi you know we we just delivered ten thousand bucks worth of musical instruments to a couple of kura um yeah. that you know that's gonna carry them on their journey on their um puro journey going going forward they were totally. able to do the things like you said that <clears throat> they put in their roadmap um even without minting it and now it's a different way of um sort of going forward so it's those sorts of examples Abraham. yeah it's a really good example bro I think and there's um as you look at the local projects that haven't minted out like um there are a lot of lessons in in that as well right there are a lot of lessons in 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 that that we should we should pay attention to um like like what just because just like a pattern tells you that you have to have a date and you have to do your mint on this particular date like the market is the worst it's ever been yeah and you're going to mint in the middle of it when yeah. all you can go is fano the market is the worst it's ever been <laughs> there's there's no volume in this market it would be a real error for us to mint in this market is it okay with you guys if we push 
like that's just one simple little pattern that like I've just seen so like hundreds of projects, not just yeah. these local ones that haven't been, but hundreds of that just make that very simple, simple error. Yeah. And so that's the first thing I think is just to get that to a kind of Tainer thing going on. Yeah. And um, I think that can solve a lot for you. Like, because like do your own research is in my big opinion, is just like human connection and just like yeah. find out from other people what's working, where things are going, you know, make notes, make and cross notes. reference. Eh? I think it's yeah, don't, totally. like, like mm -hmm. learn from your, and, and I really value and place high importance on what I hear you say, what I hear Richie say, you know, yeah. what I hear anonymous say, what I hear my two, I can say, but I still don't just go, okay, that's gospel. Yeah, that's totally. it. I still go and check somewhere else. I still look for opposing opinions. I still, Go and do that sort of thing. So yes, find your tuakana. Find those, you know, those those people that are giving good information that have good values or values that align with you. Do that sort of stuff, but also cross reference. Also look yeah, for. Yeah, I think that's an important. That, that's a anybody that's thing. legit is going to tell you that I made heaps of mistakes, yeah. and like some of the shit that I'm saying right now might not also be right. So, <laughs> but the, yeah. the, 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 that's the truth of it, right? If someone's being legit with you. So I think that's the first thing. And then there's a, just a whole bunch of trend-based stuff. Yeah. Like you have to be on and understand like what's coming trend style, like how we've gone from just profile pics and, um, you know, board apes and what they've done is incredible. And then like crypto punks and like, but they were just profile pick. And then we had this whole era of um, utility and then you know massive mints and now i feel like we're coming into you know we've we've had um this big run on anime style nfts right like azuki and then like there's a whole new raft of those coming through now and yeah. then now you see land with the other side and the metaverse concepts coming to the fore but then you also see um this re-emergence of um art and um you know like the bro mr g and and, and others that are just like and Kiriam and like all those other people that are just doing great art. And it's yeah. not about like a freaking massive collection. It's about like the merit of this beautiful piece of art that they've created that happens to exist as an NFT. And so yeah. I think there's this whole move now where I'm seeing higher quality art in the bigger collections and yeah. also the emergence of just like in more prominence given and significance given to just like individual pieces. Yeah. which i think is mean but it's like understanding those trends and understanding what's next and then also laying that back when you see big opportunities oh where well you lost your webcam but you're still there i'm still here bro <laughs> what i was going to say is um seeing those when you understand the macro trends that are happening as well yeah like understand those macros like understand that um the other side is potentially like Facebook in 2004. Yeah, well, because, you know, like with those trends you talk about um, with Web2, everyone had a MySpace and then a Bebo, but then, you know, other things stepped to the front and then Facebook and then Instagram, Snapchat, you know, or Vine in there, Snap, all of that, TikTok yeah, Vine, now. Yeah. So, yeah. so you can also see those different waves of, um, you know, the, like that the other side is 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 actually a game changer eh? can you can you talk us in, into that a little bit like a, that's a that's a very real example of a of a project that is actually pushing a next boundary and like why is it important like why does 
why are you going in on it? This is not a shilling yeah. station, but you know, like nah. I'm asking oh, for like no shill. Sure. I'm not the I'm not the fan. No, but, no. <laughs> no, no. but I mean, like, why do you see that as a as something like what stands out about it? Oh, bro. Um, so if you've watched what Yuga Labs have done, particularly over the last six months, right? Um, the way that um, they've built this version of leverage popular culture initially around board apes and it, board apes has become a cultural phenomenon and they've understand they've understood the role that that collection plays financially and culturally in this emerging web three space and as they see the space emerging and like you see decentraland and you see other land-based propositions coming out and like knowing that um vr is you know in the metaverse are like first cousins right yeah and so like it's convergence is coming and so like these days like coming yeah 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 and so like we live in this day-to-day experience of we're playing what's in front of us these guys are playing what's three to five years in front of them yeah and like like the strategy that we're seeing today is actually the stuff that they were talking about a year ago nine months ago that's what we're seeing today so they're like way out in front of it, right? And what I think that those guys see with um, with uh, the other side and why they've made the moves that they have is that um, they see that the space is going to go past these little profile pics. They yeah. see the space is moving into 3D PFPs, right? Three-dimensional images. The interoperability of those three-dimensional images to go from just being in your wallet to existing in Decentraland, to existing in other side, is going to become the status quo, that your yeah. NFT will go with you into these 3D spaces, into these 3D places. And so with that in mind, they've just gone out and gone, okay, well, we've got the biggest play. Now we're going to go buy CryptoPunks. We've got the two biggest plays. And now actually we own a good chunk of the market. If we roll out a metaverse concept like everybody's like play to earn games and you know yeah. come into the burrow and if we roll out a metaverse concept we can actually bring ourselves who are the biggest brands and the other biggest brands into the metaverse create a place that we can all participate in yeah and we will grab the entire metaverse market yeah and that's the interoperability that you're talking about eh? it's not that you have to buy say an ape to exist in ape land or a hedgehog to exist in hedgehog land you can have your ape you can have your hedgehog you can have your eagle you can have your punk and it seems so obvious bro it seems so <laughs> obvious but so many of the first metaverse plays were just like come into our world because they were thinking about it like gaming yeah because so much of that it's 3D like coming was to our game. gaming. yeah come into our game but yeah. then like the guys that really understood like i was talking right at the beginning the platform play yeah. The platform play is to be the platform where everybody can come play. Yeah. And we saw Facebook do it with all those Facebook games, Clash of the Clans, Farmville, that created yeah. some of the biggest online games in the world at that stage. And so these guys, you know, you talk about patterns, they're just running that pattern. And mm. so they're creating the platform where everybody can play. But the And it's underpinned by their own currency, which is ApeCoin. Yeah. And so when I look at all those partnerships that they have, when they drop that video and there's like 
cryptodes and world yeah. of woman and shark dow crypto punks mutant apes like uh me bits um like all of those guys right yeah and i'm like holy shit, these guys are making the facebook of the metaverse and they're already big they're already um they really own the market yeah, yeah. yeah. and they're, they're already the trendsetters own, the taste taste makers and they're creating their own currency we saw like two years ago, nearly, when Mark Zuckerberg started talking about Libra because he wanted to create his own cryptocurrency, right? And if you think about us as the product and they sell us through advertising yeah. and they create one of the richest and um, highest turnover technology companies in the entire world, but they do that all with fiat. What he's yeah. thinking is, oh my God, what if I had my own currency? Then I had yeah. my own global economy yeah so like apecoin is doing it doing. at the beginning they're doing it yeah. from the day one they're not 10 years 15 years down the track trying to retrofit it they're going oh yeah. we can create the platform to rule the game yeah and we'll do it with our token and so when i see that happening i'm like this makes yeah. a, a lot of sense to me this is just very practically if this is 50 percent of what it says that it's going to be this is still if i hold this much coin it's still going to be a yeah. massive return and, and another big thing that i look at um when i'm looking at any uh, whether it's art or um pfp um nfts and stuff like that actually when i look at anything i'm looking at the founders i'm looking at who are the people behind it who are the people um carrying the kaupapa you know just yeah. just like in real world if there's a kaupapa um and they hit me up to be involved I look at them and I go, does, you know, does that copper align with my values? Do those people have they got a solid track record? Oh yeah, if they are, sweet. Then I'm gonna go. I want, I'd love, I'd love to come and play with you guys, you know. Yeah. But if if that person's a bit dodgy, or if um, you know, they if they just don't have a dev, if they don't yeah. have a technologist, yeah, as part of their core team, yeah, yeah, building a tech platform, bro. How well, can you make you technology know? without a technologist? Yeah, yeah. Like those sorts of things. It's, it's, and again, um, Eager Beaver's example. So they're all musicians, and the things on their roadmap are all to do with mu music. You know, we're going to make a, a music festival, they're dropping off musical instruments. It makes sense. You yeah. know, the people behind it and what they're, what they're um, promising, that makes sense. You know, really? so it's, it's those sorts of things. And so when, like when, when you first um, started talking about that, um, the ape coin and, and other side and stuff like that, I looked at it and I went, okay, so Yuga Labs and, and also just the apes in general, at the moment, they are the tastemakers. If, if 10 people who, who own um, apes, if they go and they pick, um, you know, angry owls, then suddenly everyone's going to buy an angry owl and and mm. suddenly that that project's going to go off so basically anything that they say is cool now becomes cool so mm -hmm. in in my mind that's that's what i'm looking at i'm going oh, okay you know like once once you awaken me to what what they're doing i was like okay so they've actually mm. got all of this mana to be able to say okay everyone come over here and everyone will come over here and they've also got the the technology behind it. They've also got the capital behind it to really build it out and make it good, you know, mm -hmm. because like when I started seeing all these 8-bit um, um, things, I didn't get it. I was like, what? Well, you know, mm -hmm. all, the, all the blocks. Like, mm -hmm. 
why that that's so dumb we can do so much better like now but then i understood yeah. oh, it's retro it's nostalgic mm-hmm. okay all of that but you know like the ability that they have and the backing that they have to create like other side it does mean that okay this is this is actually going to be something that's pretty mean and if yeah, we're going to be stepping be into the metaverse space it's going to be it's going to be here um because who else is there to compete with them at the moment you know there yeah. are people like oh. like facebook could or google could or things like that but again these are centralized um entities um yeah. and and the apes and, and you and you look at it bro because like Anna Marco who led that um in the middle and the micro in the middle that led that that round because they raised 425 million dollars to build middle to build other side um <laughs> that they are also um one of the um big investors in sandbox mm. and like you know they own their whole mission is to go out and buy a whole bunch of web 2 games and turn them into web 3 um apps yeah. like benji goes bananas Benji goes bananas is going to be play to earn for ape coin soon. Wicked. And so like, yeah. but they're like, so they have this whole portfolio of games that they can bring into the um, other side. And then the other side for it, the thing that really got me is when they said they were doing an SDK. And like SDK that's software, is for developers? Software developers kit. Yeah. And so that people will be able to develop and launch their own NFTs on the other side. And to me, I was like, holy shit, this is an Apple Apple store, an app store play. App store, yeah. yeah this so is it's kind of like on- that there would be if um, Tehonui wanted to put Grafgrams into the other side or um, the Beavers wanted to, you know, put Beavers into the other side. So rather than creating... Well, even Beavers want to do their next collection, <clears throat> do it in the whole process, build it <laughs> on the SDK on the other side SDK, like the whole platform gets built on that yeah. and it becomes embedded into the, in the middle. And so that's why the, the land is so important, right? Yeah. So those land blocks are going to be super important, 200,000 land blocks. And like, so if you want land in that space, you know, this, uh, this whole scarcity model that's creating like literally billions and billions of dollars of value is just mind blowing. It's huge. <laughs> mind blowing but then so it's just kind of like how do we take these this information and use it for our people yeah yeah and and kind of enable that access for our people so again it's not just the richest people can can go in and get totally. it you know that's, that's why i was like to, i started talking about ape when it was like eight buck yeah I, like, what I, got my ape, my, I don't know 17 dollars us i mean yeah yeah i got mine for like six six buck six buck yeah. And yeah, she's about twenty-five New Zealand now. And, and even so, Tefana, if you get in now, <laughs> if that becomes the one, and again, not financial advice, but say if you bought, even if it was twenty bucks per per ape coin now, and then this other side becomes the metaverse that we all end up using, like other ones will exist, but if this becomes the Facebook of metaverses, then suddenly that value goes up because everyone's going to be there. That's totally. going to be the one that's going to be used. So even if you got it now, we're still early because it hasn't even kicked off yet. So um, look people, into people those. People message me every day, bro. They message me every day and go, oh, it's, it's, it's 16 bucks US now. I was like, bro, are you going to care if it is 2,000 bucks <laughs> yeah. like one day? Like So, was, so was Bitcoin. 
exactly. a little while ago, Bitcoin was 16 bucks each, yeah. and now it's 50,000 bucks each. So that's a really um, good point, bro. You made about um, the team and looking into the team. Yeah, because I, like it. if people, yeah, because if people saw um, Moonbirds over the weekend, did you see that? No, no, I wasn't in there. Moonbirds, um, there's a guy you talk about, check out the team. There's a guy that was one of the biggest names in the beginning of Web 2. His name's Kevin Rose. And Kevin's launched Moonbirds over the weekend. Kevin, for those that don't know, started a, a media aggregator in 2004 called Dig, which was like the earliest form of Reddit. Sold that for millions, created another platform called Revision 3 that was like the, an earlier form of like a video version of Vice and like had massive credibility over the weekend he launched um a collection called moonbirds minted a collection it was 2.5 eth mint each yeah 2.5 eth uh so that would have cost you like 12 grand or something i don't know what it was on the weekend i had my like i was in the raffle but i didn't hit and i was ready to buy and i had a look this morning it was like 25 eth so overnight that's like Bro, I mean that's that's like twelve grand to ninety one thousand. Yeah, and it the and the demands there. Yeah, bro, it minted a hundred million dollars in six hours, and had a secondary market of about three hundred uh, million. And in the space of six six seven hours, it um, turned over nearly four hundred million dollars. <laughs> And you would have I been don't even know it. what those numbers mean, either. Right. You would have been onto it if you knew who Kevin Rose was, which was the point that I was making about do your yeah. research and find out who's behind a project because that's what you were saying. Yeah. Hard out. Man, there's yeah, so much to learn, so much to dive into and so many rabbit holes, but really, really want to meet to you, bro. Thank you, bro. Um, man, we could keep going and, and let's definitely have another yarn <laughs> um <laughs> but i'm just thinking uh, our whanau might want to go and have some dinner um but yeah tino mihiko atu ana kia koe tuakana um oenei kura hura so here's, here's here's a little bit of vocab around um alpha kura hura but kura huna is, is like hidden meanings hidden metaphors but when you hura something you uncover it um, you uncover the kura. So kura hura is, is, is alpha kamaori for the word alpha. Um, tātai waihere, blockchain. Um, tātai e, e, e waihere. Oh, waihere is the, the cryptography um, connecting all of us, um, connecting all of these different um, computers and stuff like that. So, yeah, mihi ana ki nei kura hura, ko hura nei e koe e um, There's been heaps for us to learn, um, heaps for our whanau to take take back and yeah if you've found value in this uh, let your whanau know let your mates know um sooner or later i'm going to get these up as a podcast as well um but like the bro's been talking about just so many different kopapa on the go at the moment um we will get there um really want to mihi mihi to everyone for tuning in tonight and um, all of our whanau that tune in later on any last words my bro no no thank you brother and incredible work that you're doing Keep doing the work because you're the tuakana for a lot of people out there. So, and and you're the early adopter, bro. You're the kupe. So, go forth, bro. Discover. <laughs> awesome to sail with you, my bro. And um, yeah, sure. catch up soon. Pumari te fane. Pumari.